Celebrating 15 years of this beloved foolery. You know that it would be untrue. You know that I would be a liar. If I was to say to you, Central Coast, I know I'd be a liar. Hey! Hey, there we go. Come on, Jeff and Jeremy, light my fire. I like how you fit it in there, Greg. Jeff and Jeremy, light my fire. Oh, yeah. yeah. Try to set the night on fire. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. You know what I said to my mom in her card? Did I tell you this on Friday? I don't remember. I said, hey, happy Mother's Day. You did a great job. Look how I turned out. <laughs> my wife thought that was, like, not really appropriate. <laughs> what are you talking about? Oh, I, got super sa- I got super sappy this year. Oh, you did? I, I, yeah, because I credit my mom to uh, m- most of my parenting style, and I feel like I'm an okay parent. And I, I never really told her. That you know, I've got. I had to learn it from somewhere. Um, so I told her, I was like, oh, "Hey, wow. think," because you know, I single mom uh, growing up, and um, she, like, I, I never understood how job, how hard that job is being a single mom, and she would still just being like, a single a, parent, right? Yeah, yeah, she would still set aside time to um, make sure that we went and did fun things, and we weren't. I mean, because she was a single parent, my dad paid next to nothing in child support. We didn't have like endless means, but we always found a way to go do something cool that didn't cost that much money. Now you can't do that because gas costs too much. What did you do? What what sticks out in your mind that she took you to do that? I remember once in, I was like early on in high school, maybe it was my freshman year, my sophomore year, or maybe it was eighth grade. One of those, one of those years, not that eighth grade, you know, started high school, but it could have been around that time. Mid to late teens. I, yeah. I remember one night I was getting ready for school the next day. She's like, you know what? We're not going to school tomorrow. I haven't did an Olympic Peninsula in a long time. And we did a trip around the entire Olympic Peninsula. Wow. All I never did that. Way, all the way down, went to Forks for the first time, went out to La Push. Um, you know, I mean, it was, it was really cool. Um, that's, I mean, grew up in Seattle. So, I mean, that's a long drive. Um, in fact, we, I remember it was like in February and we left when the sun had not risen yet and we got home well after it went down for the evening. That's how long of a trip it was. I can't but even I believe just, you could do it in one day. That's insane. Like that's. It was about, I want to say it was about eight hours, I mean, to drive around the entire thing. It was insanity. It's really cool. Um, but it was cool because we, and we stopped along the way and we did things, you know, grabbed lunch and went out to the ocean, checked out the ocean out there and stuff like that. And I'd still never been back there since. Um, and you know, I, I think, you know, she was, she was sensing that I was, not, I was kind of like, you know, over school for the time being and it kind of refreshed me and that was what it was. And, and her, being able to pick up on that with all the distractions of being a single mother and having a teenager, um, it really stood out to me now. Like at the time, I was like, oh, that's a cool thing. We did whatever. But now when I look back on it, I'm like, wow, that's pretty incredible. Uh, I got to, you know, keep that in, in, in the toolkit, as the administration likes to say, for when my kids, um, you know, I need to recognize that with my kids. Yeah, maybe you need to make good. I don't know if you need to make good, but no. My dad would take me out of school every once in a while just to go fishing. Yeah, and he he wouldn't tell me. He would just pick me up randomly, and he says, "Hey, Jeremy, your dad's here." When I was in grade school, and uh, 
Yeah, I, I, and I'll, I'll never. Those were the best, man. I mean, I was yeah. like, "Wow, this is so cool!" And one of my teachers, I remember, knew about it, and she thought it was great. She goes, "Hey, I think you're going fishing because she liked to fish." And mm-hmm. They probably talked about it at parent-teacher conferences or some stupid stuff. That's a cool story. I can't believe you got sappy with your mom. That's awesome. Probably well, I just said, her, "Hey, you, you know," probably made her weak. I said, "Hey, thanks for um, doing so many fun things with with me when I was a child." Um, I now see the importance of that and uh, am able to pass it on to my kids. And I think, you know, you, you, your work will, will be passed on for generations. So thank you. If I was to write your mom a card, I didn't meet her until you were in college, uh, community college, high school with ashtrays. And I just uh, no, 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 no. Speaking, um, uh, actually, those are those are places that the president of the United States goes to yes. to speak to today's youth. Yeah, that, until just a few weeks ago, that's it was a high school with asterisks. Now it's much different. But I just remember now it's just a college, mom, Jeremy. It's, it's not a community college. Your mom has some vo- has some lungs on her, and <laughs> remember oh, yelling. Yeah. All my friends growing up that had single moms. I remember Joe Edmonds' mom. He had, uh, he had, uh, him and his brother were adopted, and his brother was older. He was about four years younger than his brother, and his sister was about four years older, too. And so she had three kids in one house. And I just remember every time I went over there, as soon as the mom pulled up, I'm like, I got to go home right now. Because <laughs> she would come in, you know, because they didn't clean up or whatever. And I was just. But you were in college. It was different. Um, it was uh, it's just... not that different. You know, her, her COVID stance and my COVID stance were polar opposite. So there was, um, uh, there was some times on the phone over the last couple of years, which I, you know, I like to, I like to say, see, I told you so now as much as I possibly can, just like I will to anybody else that wished death upon me, uh, during, during the whole COVID fiasco. Like those people didn't that agree live with their, their, in, yeah. in, in, in the western flanks of San Luis Obispo, we know who you are. <laughs> um, we tagged you. Yeah, um, uh, yeah. I've got Dave Chappelle's security out looking for you right now. Um, those people, I love to tell them. Yeah, I told you so. See, you see that Tennessee. Um, we didn't talk about this last week, but they passed a law that said, uh, "Yeah, we're going to recognize natural immunity as." Uh, as, as as law so like wow. if you if you need covid uh verification that you've gone to a place you can just show us the papers from the doctor that said you you'd gotten it and we'll accept that just as much as we would a vaccine because the vaccine it actually it's probably protecting you a little bit better than the vaccine well the antibodies based yeah. on, it's all based, based on, on what doctors right? yeah. doctors have said yeah yeah, that's pretty funny. So, yeah, I know. I remember. Uh, I don't want to go too long here, but I remember the, the there was. I love to think about this one thing. My mom was a tiny person, one hundred and five, one hundred and ten pounds, best five foot one, and she comes five foot actually. She comes chasing after me in high school. I had, I said something, and she's swinging her fist, and I'm running down the hall as fast as I can to get to my room. <laughs> Did your mom ever chase you down swinging? No. <laughs> Say, there you go. My mom would punch me. No, she wouldn't, but she'd be so embarrassed if she heard me tell that story. Happy Mother's Day, moms. Spending four hours in a box together every day can make you say crazy things. Don't go crazy. <laughs> Jeff and Jeremy in the morning. This might come as a surprise to you, Jeremy. Okay. All right, well, you know what? I'm going to treat you like a... Like a like a person that's playing the mind funk. Oh, I like that. Sure. Okay. Forty-eight um, percent of people surveyed said this is the most irritating, um, frustrating part of uh, working in an office. 
What was the percentage again, please? 48. 48 as in 4-8? Mm-hmm. And they said this is the most annoying part about working in an office? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm going to talk this out. Um, I think it has something to do with coworkers. And I think it has something to do with the break room. Am I close on either two? Now, keep in mind, a lot of people are working everywhere. Everybody's scattered as a result of... Uh, yeah. What's the question again? 48% of people say this is the most annoying part. Frustrating part Frust- of office work. Of working in an office or office yeah, work? Yeah, just doing office work. You okay, have to, so you have you're to, not, you you're have not to saying they're working in an office. You're yeah, just saying no, doing office no. work. Like, you have to do Responding this. to emails. That is correct. <laughs> there you go, Sue's. And everybody oh, else. I wasn't going to name any names. I'm but telling you, Suze. Oh, my God. If you don't rep- respond to an email from Suzanne, oh, my Lord. She's like, did you get my email? Did you get my email? <laughs> I'm not trying to say she's The frustrating anything, part she about really it. really wants to. Even if it's a. Th- I like to do the thumbs up. It annoys a lot of people. But I always give her I've a thumbs up. I've gone to that. I've gone to that Just, now, hey, Jeremy. Yep, I got because, it. Because. Because. I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what it is with the frequency of the emails, like why they need to be so well, much. She is juggling a lot right now. She is uh, managing um, this radio station and another one we have in the building. She's doing her show here. She's doing stuff on this other. She's just doing a lot more. De facto promotions. Yeah, just like when I say I would rather be a man than a woman, I would rather be Jeremy than Suzanne. Like her, oh, yeah, her job is way harder than mine. And so uh, she's accountable for a lot of things, yes, but how she moves that account, we, uh, how she moves yeah. that accountability around is through the world of email. Our accountability is show up at six, you know, do it show till 10. Here's some tickets. Give those away. Uh, you know, that's pretty much that's pretty much our accountability where it starts and stops. Like, I mean, I seriously think her primary that primary aspect of her job is to sit there and be a communicator through emails. Yeah. I mean, that is that's got to take right. up if she works. 40 hours a week, 25 of it is so you know that. great if her show starts at 2 o'clock. Anytime between 2 and 7 is when she's on. Maybe do it before 5. By 5. See, Send her a text and say, you're a badass rock star. It's a Monday. She's coming in. She's going to have to deal with all kinds of drama on top of yeah, there's, this her is radio email show. Dude, uh, this is email day. I'm I mean, telling you right now. She chose this life. She chose this. She, she wanted to be text a but Yeah, you're, it's a great but, idea, Jeremy. Text her between 2 and 7 this, this evening afternoon. She deserves um, it. And and say you know what, Suze, good job, and then give her a thumbs up. She yeah, loves the thumbs up. When give Jeff her a thumbs and I up. Do it, yeah, good job, thumbs up. <laughs> Maybe two thumbs up or three. Kicking ass, kicking ass at sending those emails. That's what you got to oh, do. <laughs> see, if we say something nice to her, she never takes it serious because we're like her brothers. She hates us. She loves hey, us. Suze, it's, it's a love hate relationship. I've heard that you're a hell of an email sender. <laughs> Keep up the good work. Yes. Boy, thumbs you, up. Boy, you do that, I'll find a way to get you a prize. Right. I'm going to go look through the text, by the way. And then add on there. Tomorrow add morning on there. when I get to work, I get in like around 4.35. Yeah. I'm going to look at all those This texts. is your job later on this afternoon, okay? Make sure uh, after 2, at some point after 2, a thumbs up, something about emails. And also, if you could add the line in there, no need to do better. That would be the cherry on top. Okay, just uh, good job on the emails and thumbs up. And she's going to be confused, but it'll be funny. Anyways, yeah. you know, and it's the text line. It's the 805 beer text line. And it sucks because you can't. Like with text messages, I, I've built in my excuse. And that is I'm not very good at even keeping account, my phone accountable. Like right now, my phone is in my car. Um, I, I, I forgot it. 
in my car. I was listening to a podcast on the way into work today. So um, it's like, you know, I don't know. I'll go down and get it at some point this morning, I imagine, type of thing. But email, we are so tethered to the email. More tethered to the email than anything else because we have no excuse because if we're out, like, I don't know how you are, but if I'm working on something, and say that something takes an hour to work on or takes an hour and a half to work on, do you check your emails in between that task and the other task? Do you have notifications that pop up whenever you get a new email? How does no, that work? No, I turned Be- all that stuff off. I, I used to back when emails started. It's such a distraction yeah, if yeah, you're working and you're focusing on one thing. I'll tell you what I do. I've got my list of crap to do after this show's over. And when I get all that done, I'll go look at the email to make sure there's not something that needs, you know, before I leave for the day, before I'm but done. But certain people don't operate in that fashion and they get frustrated when you don't respond to their email right away. And it's like, well, I, I work in a different realm. Like everybody, and it's the email person. The one that sends the emails and expects, expects a response right away, it's that person that doesn't understand it because they respond to the emails because they are super tethered to it. Oh, there's an email right there. That's my new email notification. <laughs> Back to the hotel. 805-543-3693. You can call, chat, text us anytime. Those are the 805 Beer Lines. Live the 805 lifestyle. Log on to 805beer.com. Careful. You don't want to learn from this. Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. So, Jeff, um, I saw this. Uh, what was the other? It was over the weekend. Adam Sandler gave some advice to Mike Myers about being a father. And you're a father. And you've now raised kids to eight and five. Is so, Mike Myers just a new father? Is that the deal? Uh, I don't know. It's his, uh, Mike. Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. would he be receiving the advice? Yes, yes, yes. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Uh, so here's the advice from Adam Sandler. I wanted to get your two cents on this. All right. So Mike Myers, his wife's name is Kelly, by the way, just a little back. Uh, their first child, uh, Adam, called and gave him some heads up on what to expect. He just called me out of the blue and said, I heard that you're about to have kids. I'm very happy for you and Kelly. He said, do you know that feeling you have when you're 12 years old and you fall in love for the first time where your ribs ache? He said, that's what it's going to be like every day. He said, it's going to be like finding out that there's a room in your house that you didn't know, but you realize that it's a part of your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how that's the advice. Is that that's the feels? advice. That's that not advice? advice. That's just how it feels, right? Maybe I remember Linda, uh, our receptionist here, when uh, our firstborn uh, was on the way. She's like, I'm so excited for you guys. She came back and had a heart to heart with me. This is when I was shoved back in the, when baby was in the corner. I shoved back in that back corner. I think there's a studio there now. Oh, you mean where uh, you and I, where they shoved us when we got here? Yeah, but, but you found your way out of there. I don't know how. Well, there was no um, windows in that room, and I just, that bothered yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, and I was back there. I, I was fine with it, because it, it was so tucked away that people didn't bother me. I liked it. Um and uh, she came back. She had a heart to heart with me. She's like, you don't understand what you're about to embark on. I'm like, what are you talking about? She was like, you will never love anything more in your entire life than you do your kids. And I was like, oh, that's just some sappy woman stuff. I mean, I, I took the advice. And I was like, hey, you know, okay, cool. Thanks. I appreciate it. Um, but I was like, no, nah, that's some sappy woman stuff. That can't be the, that can't be the case. And she was absolutely 100% right. Yeah. Kids, kids are the most important thing, top priority in our lives. It's made me a better person for it. Um, I agree. I did similar, similar, nicer person too. More understanding, similar, more responsible. Um, yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that changed about you when you became a dad. 
similar uh, advice, I think, from, from Adam Sandler as well. Oh, by well, the way. I, <laughs> I, any impatience that I had for you has automatically been thrust upon my kids. I really get up here. You. I gotta do your hair now. I really helped uh, get you ready for this uh, experience. Yeah. Uh, here's a little bit more from Mike Myers. I was like, "Oh my God, Adam, that is like the greatest thing ever." And he said, "Spend time with your kids, dude. It goes by very, very fast." I've always wanted to have kids. I always wanted to be a dad. So it's been just the happiest time of my life. Mm-hmm. It's a lovely call. It's the most beautiful call I think I've ever received from anybody. Mike Myers, Canadian, right? Is he a Canadian? Well, I know he was on Wayne's World, but yeah, I think no, he was he was from Illinois on Wayne's. Oh, World. that's right, that's right. Maybe it's Canadian then. Uh, it was a long time ago. Have you seen him lately? No, because he does. He's not out in public much. I'm gonna. Google he probably like is a guest on podcasts all the time. He's got. He did the Bob Barker thing. You remember that one summer when we were oh, kids? Oh no, he's all gray. Yeah, with that, that one summer weird. when we were kids, and uh, we went back to watching uh, Price is Right uh, uh, when the summertime hit, and we're like, whoa, what happened to Bob? <laughs> His hair yeah. went from black to gray. Uh, we were like, what's that all about? Stop That's decided, strange. Yeah, I decided to stop coloring it. Yeah, I'm looking at him here, and he's got glasses on. He kind of looks yeah. like a fat face, uh, the dude from CNN. who has uh, got the gray hair. I can't, I think, come on, the, the main guy from CNN. When I say Anderson st- Cooper? Yes, thank you. Thank you. Well, I was thinking about Stelter. I was thinking about no, Cuomo. Now, when you think about CNN, I'm pretty sure he doesn't look like Don Lemon. So. Don Lemon. <laughs> Who's that again? <laughs> oh, he's the underprivileged one, the one that's not been treated fair his whole life. Uh, anyways, so there you go. Some advice from Adam Sandler to Mike Myers. Now... I would say that last part, he said, spend as much time as, with your kids as possible. You do that all the time. I mean, I could yeah, get you to play golf with me for, uh, you know, five years. Well, yeah, and it, it probably won't be that way for another. I could see my son being okay with it at 12. My daughter's. I guess I understand it because it's gone away from They go it. through different phases, right? Like we're one phase, you're the coolest person in their life. To, yes, they don't want anything to do with you because they're so just now, their friends. And and now my daughter, who is eight, turning nine, and it was weird because when she went from six to seven, I I thought it was overnight. Like she would, she used to wake up early, be excited for the day to start, and then at, on her seventh birthday, it went to sleeping in and being more of a tween. And now, now it's like any bit of you know stuff that she wants me to do, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to break whatever I'm doing to do it for her because who knows how long this will last. It probably won't last more than a couple more years. Um, you know, at least I got my son who's going to follow up and, 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 you know, he'll, he'll be doing it for some, how do you end up getting the Rory Gilmore daughter? You know what I mean? Like, or the child that just really likes you and wants to be with you and hang out to be a single mom uh, that that has access to independently wealth. Yeah, I guess uh, that doesn't matter. It's just like, how do you, I've always thought about this. Like, I think it's gotta be crushing that day that your kid says you're not cool and they don't want to hang out anymore. It, I think you have to have serious heart-to-heart conversations with them, but also not like they're the kid that you need to have. Treat you them as an adult. Trust. You you gain their trust by talking to them as adults. I, I I really I, I really I really do think that if you have a conversation and you're 
as honest as you can be, obviously there's some things that you need to, you know, uh, limit the inform- information that they get, but be as honest as you can possibly be with them. And, and then, um, they're going to have the most respect for you. And then they'll end up See, like you say, Rory Gilmore, you, uh, bring up the fact that having a dog, cause we don't have kids is nothing like that. Ha- and that's true because, you know, I talk to my dog like an adult all the time and he just, he just doesn't listen. And it's not until I scream at him that he listens. That'll probably never change. That's okay though, because you don't have to worry about your dog not thinking that you're cool, not cool anymore. You know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Doesn't matter how stupid I am, he still likes me. Yeah. Dumbass of the day brought to you by California Diesel and RV. They work on motorhomes. They work on pickup trucks. They can manage your fleet vehicles. Stop by and see them at 1189 Pike Lane in Oceano. That's California Diesel and RV. How pathetic can some people be? This is a redneck nation we live in. The national anthem should be The Gambler by Kenny Rogers. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! You like that song? I think it's all right. I just think it's really obvious, though. You gotta know when to hold them. No when to fold them. That's the most obvious poker advice you could ever give anyone. Oh, I gotta know when to hold them and when to fold them? No Kenny Rogers. <laughs> Papa Smurf of Rednecks. That song. That song is so obvious, if it had been called The Hunter, I think it would have gone like this. You gotta shoot at an animal. Don't shoot rocks or people. Dumbass of the day. 93.3 KZOZ. This is a good one. Uh, And I remember, I don't know how long it's been since I played games. I remember we used to play drinking games a lot way back in the day. Remember that? We used to go over to your house. Yeah, I, like names. I don't remember all the names, but I remember King's Cup. And we'd, sometimes we'd have to call people. But, you know, I, 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 I've been playing a lot of Sorry and Uno recently. Oh, good. This is a story about Uno that we're going to do today. Uno? Uno, yeah. But I don't ever remember getting into a fight with anybody because of the way a game turned out. I remember being like younger playing Monopoly with my cousin. She got mad and she flipped the board up and walked out because she owed me all I had all her money. Uno's tough because I think there's variations of the rules that get adopted by families. And then when you go play another family, uh, they're like, we play this way. And you're like, eh, we don't yeah. play that way. Or sometimes and, you don't find out until you're in the game and they're like, no, yeah. no, 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 no. This is how we do it. Yeah, that's, yeah. This I happened in, in Georgia. Flare. Uh, Cobb County. A man shot another man in the arm with a firearm. After a fight broke out over a game of Uno, officials say the charges stem from a shooting back on the 13th. According to investigators, they began arguing, shot the man in the arm. Then he stood over him, threatening to kill him. Somebody called the cops. He fled the scene. When the cops got there, they're questioning the victim. And he tried to cover for the guy. He goes, no, 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 that didn't happen. I got shot in a drive-by shooting that happened earlier in the night. <laughs> Probably because he was like, this is embarrassing to get shot over a game of Uno. <laughs> I got shot in a drive-by shooting that just, yeah, no big deal. Yeah, I, you know, I, I, I took fire in a drive-by a little earlier in the night. Well, they caught up with Grant. They got him arrested. He's... 
Of course, and drunk and firearms and all that kind of stuff. He's going to go to jail for a while. Probably not a whole long time, but um, I don't know how the, I don't know if they actually ended up coming forward and telling the cops the whole story about the threatening to kill him because yeah, that would add another was, charge. What was the, well, I want to know as a Uno player, I want to know what was it that, that sparked right. it. Like yes. we get, we get into fights. So my, my nephews and nieces play a totally different way. And my daughter spent a lot of time with them over Christmas playing Uno. So then she's brought this way into our house. I'm like, no, you can't play that way. And she's like, that's how the nephews and the nieces play. And I'm like, well, that's not how we play in our house. So it's it's caused a rift. And uh, uh, I'll say we play less Uno as a result. What they do is if you have the same card, you can lay down multiples. So say you have a four not a draw four, just a regular four. You have sure. a four, and you could you could lay if you have like three fours in your hand, and somebody lays the four down, you could lay the three fours down and then change the it. color, oh. and then change the color in the in the process. Ooh, I kind of like that. It actually does lead to some pretty um, competitive games. And it, I'm it just to come, changes come everything up, yeah. Because now it's like, oh, I could lay this five down, but oh my gosh, what if Jeff's got two fives? Yeah, and then he takes yes. control. Yes, exactly. Like if I'm sitting there with a whole bevy of cards, I can. But unload that's them not traditional. Pretty quickly, no. Yeah, you can't not. go till it's your turn. Well, that. Well, no, not that. I mean, you still can only go when it's your turn. But if you're sitting there and somebody lays a five down in front of you, and I got five fives, I could lay all five fives down and eliminate you know a good percentage of my hand if I'm stuck there holding a lot of cards. So what happened? Did you guys get in a fight? Did you push your daughter down and? Threatened to take away her allowance? No, I, no, I just kicked her out of the house. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Uh, Stephen Grant in Cobb, Georgia. You are Jeff and Jeremy's. Dumbass of the day. <laughs> it's Jeff and Jeremy in the morning on 93.3 KZOZ. Subscribe to the Jeff and Jeremy podcast now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and YouTube. It's your Central Coast commute-friendly podcast.